Welcome to the Diorg Hot Seat. Today we have Mike Daliesi from Superfluid, a money streaming protocol. Blockchains have enabled us to create new types of assets, and with them, new forms of interacting with them. Questioning why recurring payments are a thing and whether we can do something better is exactly what Superfluid does. Imagine subscriptions or salaries or any money transactions that happen over a period of time, but happen in chunks. They all have the potential to be streamed. This conversation gets very interesting. And in the hot seat, there are going to be questions touching EIP standards, the overhead of natively streamable tokens, and also how often teams focusing on developing a protocol find themselves at a crossroads. They have to decide whether to continue improving their protocol or dedicating development power to integrating with customers to increase adoption. No spoilers, let's go ahead and stream Superfluid. All right, so yeah, what is Superfluid? Superfluid is effectively a new financial primitive that allows you to stream money in a capital efficient, fully programmable way that doesn't require gas to transfer value on chain and doesn't require to lock up capital. So to give you some background on why we think this is super valuable, we think that kind of digital money is broken because what we did was porting an outdated financial system to a digital internet native economy that we live today. To give you a glimpse of what that means is if you think about a sort of soft software subscription service or something like that, that you sign up today and then maybe you stop using in a year time, say Netflix, for example. Normally what happens is over a year, you signed up today, you're gonna stop in a year time, but then for some reason, we have to make 12 different payments that are taken from your credit card really without your consent in a way, because they could actually take whatever amount of money they want. And then it's kind of down to you to challenge that. So it's kind of a kind of pool payment that take them away from you. So this is somewhat inefficient for many reasons. And especially for, for example, if some of these payments actually doesn't go through, this kicks off a very expensive process for recovering the funds from the user. And sometimes, you know, we get an email, they tell you to update the credit card details and stuff like that. And then soon after the payment is processed and nothing really happens. But there is so many times, actually about 20% of times, where the unpayment generates a drop of the user from the service. So maybe you are lazy, you don't want to update your card, or maybe uh, you realize that it's not so needed as you thought it was, but basically you decide to stop the subscription, right? And for the company means that they lose a customer. So if you look at the data, 11% of failed payments turn into churn, so the user is abandoned, and about 10-15% of failed payments actually are never recovered. So they turn into what's so-called bad debt. So that is a massive SaaS industry, the subscription, the software as a service industry or the kind of subscription economy. It's just not subscriptions, but we have seen that this is also true for a lot of recurring payments out there. So we think there is a better way. We have, you know, services follow in real time from providers to client, and we think payments should work in the same way. So what's a better option? Ideally, you want to have an interaction where you start, an interaction where you stop, and you want to pair payments with interactions so you don't have to think about it normally. The reality is that if you pay everything up front, it's unfair to the user. And if you pay everything at the end, it's unfair to the recipient who is very exposed to the risk of never receiving the money. And that's why we have monthly subscriptions, because it's fairer for both sides. But is there a better way? We think it is. So if you were to start a payment the moment you start a subscription and the payment could go through a fraction of a penny per cent to the supplier over time, 
in a constant flow, then you would have an atomic swap of service for money. And this would be the, the single best way because you can start the subscription while you start the payment and then you stop the subscription when you stop the payment. This is also true for salaries, for freelance work, for bounties, for projects that are ongoing. And we call this money streaming. So effectively, what happens is you can transfer a fraction of a penny on chain every block with no gas in a seamless fashion. Why streaming? Well, because it's constant flow. So you can really see if it's happening, if it's not happening, if it's stopped or not. You don't have to lock up any capital up front. So it's fully liquid in a wallet available as soon as you receive it. And you can also forward it on. So it's interconnected. So you can receive 10,000 DAI per month and you can decide to take 2,000 DAI and put that into DeFi, 3,000 DAI and put that into your savings ledger and so on and so forth. There is also ongoing streams that don't need to have an end date. So you can have it ongoing for as long as you want to use a service and then you stop it manually or you can set an end date and have that stopped automatically. This doesn't burn any gas. So you only need to do burn gas when you open edit or, or close a stream. And so while the stream is flowing, there is no gas consumption. And all of this is actually fully automated with token wrapping. So the only thing that you have to do to access this type of streaming capabilities is you need to wrap your token, which is an ERC-20, into a ERC-20 compatible token wrapped, like similar to Avedai, to give you an idea, or wrapped Ether. And that's all you need to do to unlock all these extended features. So what's interesting for us is that once you imagine different players streaming to one another, this unlocks somewhat of an interconnected economy where value can flow in real time into your business and out of it, or it can come into your wallet as a salary and you can spend it into subscriptions in real time, or you can send it to an exchange and buy an asset over time in a dollar cost averaging strategy in DeFi. So you think, oh, wow, this is cool, but it's so futuristic, Mike, what the hell are you talking about? And the reality is that this is happening today. So what you're looking at now is this is Polygon Network on uh, USDC. This is only 100 wallets, and you can see uh, how they are interconnected to one another and they're streaming to each other funds. You can see how much they're streaming here in this visualization. And this is mainnet. So this is Superfluid Protocol on Polygon, just a small amount of wallets to show you what can be done. But then if you expand this visual visualization to a thousand wallets, it really becomes an interconnected web free economy where you suddenly can do uh, recurring payments in a push fashion. So here you don't get money taken from your account, like your credit card, but you actually can send money out in a push fashion, which is a lot more secure. There's no fraud that can happen because everything is in the user's control. Nobody can take money away from you without you signing the transaction first. So to dive a little bit more on the technical side, since this is more for developers, you have to think about Superfluid as a stack where we have a Web3 dashboard for users to control all their streams. JavaScript SDK that you know any Web2 developer can use to integrate with Web3 capabilities of the protocol. And also a smart contract framework where you know if you are a Web3 dev, and you want to build whatever you want to kind of imagine with Web3, uh, you can do that directly with the Solidity smart contracts on all EVM compatible networks. So this is about it. it. It's very programmable. So you can build all your custom logic. You can think of it as a fully open source Ethereum-like version for money streaming. 
so that is you know fully open anyone can permissionlessly use it for building any application on top that they can dream of from DeFi to you know web3 stripe to patreon for web3 or anything that you can really think of and also uh, we have super apps that allow a broad range of um, options including uh, callbacks uh, so that you can react to streams being created or updated or terminated. So yeah, if, if you're interested, just head to docs.superflu.finance and there you'll find a very 101 documentation to get you started. And yeah, salary streaming is one of the major use cases where, you know, say that you have 80K die into a Gnosis safe and, you know, you just convert or you wrap 20K of that into the Superfluid wrap tokens that is, we call them super tokens. So DIAX is the version of super tokens. And from there, you can stream to anybody, any amount that you wish, even more than you have, because we don't need to lock all the money up front to start the stream. You just need to top it up for just the next day. So, you know, we, we can stream, say, 1,000 die per month, even if we have only 20,000, and the streams will automatically stop if you run out of funds. And so you have to top up every, every now and then. So everyone that is getting in, uh, in salary stream or is paying salary stream they feel there is a lot less effort because they don't have to sign transactions every month to pay team members. They have a lot less overhead for this reason. And also there is a lot less complexity because you can just set it once and then you forget about it and it runs in and on itself. You can do a lot of fun things, including like streaming to an exchange and then the exchange streams back to you another asset. So in this case, we are buying DAI, we're buying Ether by the exchange called Ricochet Exchange, which is live on Polygon. And so, yeah, there is a lot we can do beyond salaries. There is a lot of use cases. I don't want to take away any more time. I just want to dive straight into the Q&A. But before doing that, it probably is worth to give you a quick glimpse of what this can do. So what you're looking at now, this is our dashboard V2. It's going to go live in a few weeks. And if you want, you can get early access to it. But basically, you can look at any ENS wallet. You can connect your wallet and you can start a stream from there. And you can see all the super tokens, all the streams that are ongoing of the different tokens you have in your wallet. And um, you can stop streams, you can uh, pay salaries from here. And it's more like a comprehensive aggregator for all the activity that you have ongoing on Superfluid. So, you know, it's as simple as connecting your wallet and then sending a stream. Yeah, for those of you that are devs, that we, we do have dark mode, so we're not gonna shout white light to your eyes. So yeah, if you have any questions, um, I'm here to, to answer them. Um, I can go first. Uh, I think that's awesome. Um, and good question. If I understood correctly, you only have one J JavaScript SDK, right? Like you are not currently like, um, yeah, you, you don't have an SDK in other language. Yeah. So, so I mean, depending on what you uh, want to do, we have uh, an SDK, what we are calling SDK core, which is in JavaScript and uh, allows a bunch of functionalities that are, you know, basic if you want to go wild with it you can uh, use directly the smart contracts and there you can have as much fun as you want we do have though uh, sdk redux which uh, you know if you want to build a front end could be quite interesting cool cool yeah just to make sure i understood things well um for example if i want to use superfluid and create yeah like a, a pipeline of a payment do i need to interact like with an existing existing contract or do i need to deploy a new one Right. So we already have the contracts deployed on most EVM networks. At the moment, it's like Polygon, Arbitrum Optimism, Gnosis Chain, and uh, Binance Smart Chain and Avalanche. You will have just to call a function and uh, call an existing smart contract. However, if you want to wrap 
tokens that have not been deployed in terms of wrappers yet, you will need to deploy your own wrapper for this new year C20 you want to stream because you will need to wrap it first. So that's the only case where you need to deploy a new wrapper contract, but otherwise you just need to call a function in one of the contracts that are existing. Cool, cool. And for example, if someone creates a uh, yeah, uh, super fluid, let's say that's a name, um, and yeah, I get paid monthly, I don't know, a hundred dice. I can like retire the money anytime, right? So basically, if I want to like take my payment, I would need to call a function in the contract that, that would transfer the, co the tokens to me, right? Nope, nope. So okay. the beauty uh, about it is that, let's say that you have a thousand die in your wallet, right? So if someone wants to send you a stream, they will stream to you DIEX, which is the wrapped token. What's cool is that this wrapped token comes straight into your wallet with no withdrawal. So you would actually see every block, you will see your MetaMask balance to change without calling any function. So this is continue to come into your wallet as DIEX. So what you can do is you can take that DIEX and forward it to anyone in a stream or if you want to turn that into DAI, like you do with Aave, you will need to unwrap it from DAIX to DAI. Okay. Um, however, we have a, a range of applications that are now accepting directly DAIX. So, you know, you can use DAIX already without the wrapping and wrap of it. So that means that your balance is directly in your wallet with no withdrawal when it comes to DAIX. Wow. Okay, so I guess the magic happens in this like wrapper of X, right? Like in the yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. So the new is a new token standard, effectively, right? That adds the streaming capability, where we define the balance of function in a new way that allows us to stream over time using okay. blocks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Okay. Interesting. Thank you for answering that. That was clear to me. Yeah, I mean, Surfer. I don't know if I can post a link anywhere here on your Discord, guys, but more than happy to tell you about super tokens and how they work. I'm sure that you can have a lot of fun looking at our token standard. Yeah, I was going to ask that. Do you have a standard like an EARC or something like that for these tokens or? We didn't make an EAP yet just because we wanted to perfect it a little bit and get community feedback. But it will eventually be an EIP down the line if you know if we are comfortable with the state of the art of the implementation. It would be awesome if you can send that. Um, Clara, can you help us here to see which, which ad? Sure, I'll 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 give you like the channel on your on the DM so you can post anything you want about like Superfluid on our Discord channel for sure. Any other questions, guys? We we love builders and um, I mean I've been following the org for quite a long time and you know you guys are building awesome stuff. So if anyone wants to play with money streaming, we're more than happy to help. I'm just curious. Uh... Do you know by any chance how big is the standard, you know, additional code you would need to add to your token invites? That's a very good question, and I'll need to double check. But it's not much. You mean if, if you were to deploy a wrapper, how big is the wrapper contract or how much how much cast? Yeah, since, you know, it'd be nice if all tokens had this, but if, uh, for example, you were creating your own token, you might look, to, look into Superfluid just to be able to support streams. But if it's, you know, too large to add and not still make the contract uh, limit, then you might, you know, be less in inclined to use it. But if it's something small, then, you know, you, you, you could add it as a default, you know. Yeah. yeah, so anyone is happy to just make a token wrapper eventually, you know, so you can have your, your C20 standard for anything that is 
version and then you can have a wrapper and just you know use the wrap version whenever you need to it is a fat token standard effectively right it's not super lean because we are adding features and you know we we need to make it safe as well because we are touching the balance itself you know it's not you know we, we had to go through quite a few audits to make sure it's it's a standard wow. and uh, robust but uh Something that developers are doing is some projects are deciding to launch directly with the Superfluid native token. So they don't make an ERC-20. They just come to the protocol and they issue the token directly through the token standard we created. So that basically the token that ends up being into DeFi application is already the wrapped version. And so it already has all the capabilities, right? And so there is no need to unwrap it or wrap it. It works across the board directly. That would be like a native token for for superfluid, right? Or, or... yeah, I mean we, we we have three. One is called Ricochet. I'll post the link. I think Ori invited me to post some links on the Shield Zone, um, so I'll post it there. But basically, we have a somebody has built a DCA Ricochet a DCA exchange on superfluid, and uh, when they launched, they decided to do a fundraising via token sale. And so their token is a fully native super token, which means that it doesn't have an ERC-20 equivalent for unwrapping. Also, a wallet called Minerva uh, or Miva, in short, they decided to also do the same with a super token so that all their tokens are immediately compatible with streaming. We're seeing a lot more, honestly, to, to see, but the cross-chain need sometimes uh, requires an ERC-20 on if mainnet just to have that counterparty so that you can always go back to that mainnet ERC20 if you wanted to. Cool. Is anyone is anyone building any payroll or like salary streaming or subscription streaming or recurring payments or invoicing? Yeah, we are. I'm um, cool. managing the, this internal project called Dowification where we have payroll uh, and yeah, all of that. And I actually was digging into the super fluid standards more than a year ago back when yeah you guys were in the eighth the eighth global hackathon in yeah last year it seems like you changed quite a few things because back then you were using the you didn't have this different erc standard where you just call the balance of the, there were transactions if i remember correctly and you you were bundling together all of the basically the people who registered to have the streaming payments so this is much more interesting right now the, the, what you're describing and the fact that you can still you know do other things with it you can i mean it's very different from just locking the the money like you said it, it, it's different yeah i mean of course the, the protocol has evolved massively we were five uh people a year ago now we're 24 so a lot has happened in the meantime uh, i don't know if you can see the shield zone i don't think i can tag you there um we can but see. i, I Okay, so Andre, I just posted an article there called Automated Money Streams, where basically we created a fully automation system that allows you to start and stop streams in the future date, delegating with your own wallet to a contract. So basically, if you're building, say, a payroll system, you can have uh, users to open you know, 15 streams at the same time with one transaction and also wrap the tokens needed to open these streams in the same transaction with a noisy safe, for example. And then you can also say that two of these streams will start immediately, but then the other will start at different dates in the future. And most of them can stop on a different date as well. So that is uh, also very powerful because, um, you know, the more automation, the less signatures, the, the less headache for, for those managing payroll or any type of application. 
So please do see, this is Superfluid as backend infrastructure. We will never be building our own service. You know, it's more just a kind of a platform for others to build services on top of. So we that's kind of our focus. We are trying to make it easier and easier to build with this kind of real-time streams. And if you look at, you know, similar products like Sablier or Llama Pay or others, they either uh, require you to lock all the capital up front and then to have to withdraw it. So you, for example, you cannot chain streams. So if I stream to you, you can't forward that on to someone else or an app. You have to first withdraw and then send the funds over. But also they are very much vertical. Like they're trying to build around specific use cases and they are not a sort of backend infrastructure that is composable and modular for a large variety of use cases. So, you know, that's what we're focused on. We're trying to service the crypto community from a Ethereum-like um, Web3 infrastructure play. Yeah, that's super cool. I was wondering if there are like more services of this type deployed on the same network, like if you have, uh, I don't know, a few on Polygon, let's say, and uh, the, the person has, you know, multiple subscriptions, uh, is there a situation where this can become a conflict? Like, um, what happens basically when you have well, multiple streams drawing out of the same wallet? Is it ever a conflict? And what happens if you, you just have insufficient funds? I guess the the, the right. service cuts out whatever that was, right? Yeah. So, I mean, there is an unlimited amount of streams you can have. So, you know, if you have different providers that have, for example, payroll solutions, and you stream with all of them at the same time, there is no conflict. They are just they're super apps. Basically, you're just interacting with different smart contracts. It doesn't create, there, there's no scalability at front. And also, yes, if you're streaming a specific token, and that balance of a specific token goes to zero, we have a distributed liquidation system that monitors all the account balances of those that are streaming. And uh, when you hit zero, effectively, they can close the stream for you. And we have a reward system that incentivizes these people to liquidate streams that are near insolvent. There is a, a small fee when you open a stream. We ask you to lock four hours worth of the stream value. And those four hours can be given as a reward to the people that could close your stream in case you approach uh, zero balance. So basically, let's say only fee per se that doesn't go to the protocol, but goes to third parties that can maintain it solvent at all times. That's such a cool architecture that you guys came up with. Yeah, we call them Sentinels, and you know we have we have amazing people running them, and we were surprised to see that you know even people like ETH Global decided to go ahead and and run their own. So you can find all about that on the docs link. By the way, uh, this is very geeky. I don't know if you guys want to hear this, but we have made a system that basically allows everybody to close streams once you approach insolvency. But then you can stake an amount of tokens to become a bit of a centralized validator, and you can win that position. And then you can basically have a smaller window of 15 minutes where you have some precedence because you stake funds that can be used as an insurance pool. And then you can gain more of these fees. So there is a very good gamification system in there. Uh, we call that uh, patricians and plebs, just because the patricians are the ones that have the preference and the, the plebs are all the ones that you know are just normal people like me and you. 
Um, that didn't stake against a specific, a specific currency, but it's a very cool system because it's very fair, I think, and also very powerful because then we have someone who does it as their job in a way to to keep the project solvent. But yeah, please check it out. We we love feedback on that because uh, it's fairly new and uh, is probably not perfect. So we want to, to improve it over time. By the way, yeah, good question. Have you uh, been outed like the smart contracts? Oh, yeah, yeah. So we, we, we had an audit initially, um, we were not very happy with, so we had uh, three audits and now we got four audits on the main contracts and we are using different auditors for new contracts we are creating. So all the audits are available on our monorepo. So if you, if you go to our docs and follow yeah, the GitHub link, protocol monorepo, it's called. there you go. And if you go to, uh, audits, then you have the PDFs there. So I also just wanted to add, uh, we're like uh, looking for more protocols to partner with. So if you need like an integration team to work with projects that want to do custom use cases of Superfluid, yeah, we could talk more offline about setting up a dork team that's like specialized in Superfluid and that help grow the adoption in the ecosystem through that team building kind of custom apps uh, through being specialists on the SDK and the contracts. Right. So, well, you know, I love this, honestly, um, because um, these are all applications that are either building with Superfluid or integrating us. So at the moment, for example, down here, we have uh, Request Network and CoinShift. Uh, one is an invoicing tool that you probably heard of, and the other one is uh, a payroll tool. And they are both integrating Superfluid, right? And we don't really have the resources to follow their integration, and maybe they don't even have the resources internally. So we would love to have a conversation about outsourcing an integration team to some decentralized uh, organization like Dorg. So that would be absolutely something that we want to work with or at least explore. Awesome. Can definitely follow up about that. Cool. Uh, just curious here. Yeah. Have you like started uh, imp implementing your protocol in Cairo, for example, or yeah, another uh, chain that's not EVM basically? Well, we, we have been exploring it. Um, honestly, I have to say that Solana was something that we were looking at just because of transaction volumes and, you know, interest in the payment and kind of gaming sector, but uh, more than happy to try it out. You know, uh, we, we believe in a multi-chain future um, and it doesn't have to be EVM necessarily. So, uh, you know, if, if uh, there is a developer or, you know, a team that wants to explore other chains that are not EVM compatible, we are definitely wanted to, to be involved, right? Um, it is definitely in our roadmap. It wasn't just there in 2022. So it might be next year. Glad to hear that. Yeah, basically, because yeah. we, we want to be an open, transparent, fair, uh, free, open source standard uh, for real-time value transfer so that we don't create, you know, siloed, and uh, proprietary solutions similar to an Apple style where you have a vertical stack and then there is no Linux version for that. So we, wa we want to be the Linux that powers you know, real-time value transfer for Web3. And so, yeah, it's very open. Our community is very supportive. The founders are working with the community directly. So it, it would be a pleasure to work with the org and you know, anyone who wants to contribute. Awesome. Thank you, Mike, for your time and for coming here at Zero to present Superfluid. It was really cool to have you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, and thank you for your time, sir.